Part thirteen of Alador by Henry Newbolt. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapters thirty seven to thirty nine. Chapter thirty seven How Ewan came the second time to the hermit, and how he took counsel of him. Now Ewan fell swiftly earthward, and belike the time of his falling was no great space, but to him it seemed long beyond reckoning for his wits were battered and edge-worn as a stone is worn by a hundred years of rolling and whiles he dropped headlong through the void and whiles the wind came up beneath him and lifted him lightly so that he rose and fell as it were upon great waves of the sea but at the last he came hurtling down upon a forest and among the trees of it his wings were caught and broken yet was ewan not broken therewith but he took the earth easily and recovered himself then he got to his feet and began to go through the forest and it came to his mind that he was thrice lost and not once only for he was gone from his lady and from his friend and he knew not where to seek them nor in what place of the world he might himself be wandering and for enya he prayed to see her again in no long time for he knew how she could come and go by her own magic that was her gift of fairy but for hyperenor he lamented without praying for he supposed that he was gone beyond that and for himself he raged against fate for it seemed to him that his life had fallen suddenly from light to darkness as a lamp that is thrown down and though it be not broken yet it cannot be kindled again but cold it lies and blackened that was burning but a moment since and when he perceived that then he bit and beat against time as a wild thing will bite against the bars of a cage howbeit he continued still upon his way and suddenly he perceived that he was in no strange path for he was going between tall pines and beyond the pines was a stream that ran burbling and a bank with great beeches upon it and he went forward quickly as one that well knows what he shall find and as he thought so it fortuned to him for he came by sunrise to a bare lawn under a cliff and in the face of the cliff was a door carven and a window or two and it was the house of the hermit that was friend to him and right glad he was to see that place again and when he came there the sun was risen and the hermit was coming forth out of his house in like manner as he had done aforetime and in like manner he brought bread and broke it for the small fowls of the forest and ewan was amazed to behold his dealing for there had come no change upon the man nor upon the place nor upon anything therein but ewan only was changed within himself and made new by time and trouble then he stood still beneath a beech tree and called with a quiet voice and bade the hermit a good morning and the hermit moved not but answered him yet more quietly and continued feeding his birds so they two came together without ado or overmuch heartiness but inwardly they were quickened both as with memory and friendship and they went together to the stream and when they had given bread to the fishes then they did off their garments quickly and took the pool as they had done aforetime and they sported joyfully and so came home to break their fast together now as they sat at table ewan looked out from the window and he saw the sunlight upon the lawn 
and he heard the murmur of the stream for the sound of it came by upon a little wind of morning and he bethought him how the times were changed and all his mind unknown to the hermit who sat beside him then the hermit said to him we are strangely met again for in a year this place is nowise changed and i have gone but a little downward on the byway of my life but you have journeyed far to the forward and are come within sight of your desire and ewan was astonished and asked him how know you that which has befallen me for it is a long tale and i have not yet told a word of it and the hermit answered i know it not but there is little need of telling for i set you forth on your way to palador and therein you followed your desire and without doubt there met you by the way a woman for by every man's way there is a woman and without doubt you learned of her that which all women teach and for the rest you have encountered this and that adventure and though you have proved them well yet have you failed of your achievement unto this present for there is hope in your eyes and no certainty and you are here alone and wandering then ewan opened his heart and he told his story by part and by parcel until he had told it all and when he had ended his telling the hermit was silent and he sat there stilly and moved no more than if he had been lost in sleep and at the last ewan said to him that which i have done is it well done or ill then the hermit stirred a little and sighed deeply and so fell again to silence but afterwards he spoke and said to ewan forgive me for i was thinking of myself yet not of myself only but of you and of many for we are all banished men and we seek for the road of our returning and you do well on your part for your serving and your seeking are one and though you find not yet neither do you turn aside to rest for the time is not come wherein you must be content with memory and solitude and ewan looked upon him and he saw that he spoke out of sorrow for his eyes were like still water but deep within them the spirit of the man was troubled as the sand is troubled beneath the stillness of a spring and ewan longed greatly to comfort him but found no words for he would not question him of his sorrow then he thought to put him in mind of his wisdom that he had found by loneliness but thereto the hermit answered yet more sadly and said there are that choose loneliness but upon me it came perforce and for my wisdom it is one thing to you and another thing to me for to you it is as a living voice to counsel the living but to me it is as the stone upon a grave which gives good words when there is none left to hear them then ewan said to him what then will you return and come with me the hermit smiled a little and answered him not so for i should be none the nearer to the country of my abiding but go you he said and return to the city and do your seeking among men for your life is yet to find and among men you must find it chapter thirty eight how ewan returned again to palador for to dwell there and how he spoke to appease a strife that was between the people so on that day ewan had converse with the hermit and on the morrow early he departed from him and he went from him by the former way but he went not after the former manner for at this time his journeying was by daylight and not by moonlight and he had no aid of horses but fared always upon his feet notwithstanding he made good speed 
and came betimes to the place of the stepping-stones and it seemed to him a place right dreary and desert where before had been his lady with him and great fighting upon the bank so he passed on quickly and came to palador and he saw the city also as a dim and dreary city for his heart was fordone with loneliness and his thought dragged like a man that is footsore with going then he came to the gate and passed in and immediately there came to meet him two men and they ran towards him on this side and on that and one of them was clad in scarlet and the other in black and they too laid hold on him both together and they spoke to him loudly as it were with one voice so that he heard not of their saying two words in twenty but when their ardour was somewhat abated then he heard them more plainly and their tale was this that the company of the eagle and the company of the tower were at odds together and some of them were even now within the great hall of the city speaking the one against the other and like enough to go further with it and as for them which took hold of ewan they had the office from their companies to wait within the gate and if any should enter to send him quickly to the place of meeting and they offered ewan badges of the tower and of the eagle and were urgent with him each for his own that ewan might declare himself as of that company for they knew him not or else they had forgotten or belike they thought to carry him away with words and when he heard their clamouring and knew not for what cause the striving might be then at the first his spirit was sick within him and he thought to break away from them and he said to them let me go my way for i have enough business of my own and again he said let me go for i am weary and would rest but when he had spoken these words he saw the men no longer neither the red nor the black but he saw beside him the hermit standing and looking into his face then the hermit took him by the hand and began to lead him towards the market-place and as they went he spoke not to ewan but held him always by the hand and it was as though his mind was poured into ewan's mind like wine that is poured from one cup into another and ewan knew whither he went and he made no more resistance for he said within himself this is the life of palador to strive by companies and i know of which company i am then he thought again upon the eagles and his blood leapt up to be with them and he hastened in his going and knew not that he hastened and in that moment the hermit was gone from him and he came alone into the market-place now there was gathered in the place a crowd exceeding great and turbulent and they were plainly divided between the two companies for they which favoured the tower stood upon the steps of the great hall in a ground of vantage and they which were of the eagles stood in the street below and they were waiting until their men should come forth to them from within the hall and as they waited they gibbered and gibed the one party against the other but when they saw ewan they left that and shouted at him altogether for they remembered him and desired him each company for their own and the eagles desired him because he had fought for them aforetime and they of the tower desired him because he had fought against them and worsted them so that between them ewan thought to be divided piecemeal but in that moment the doors of the great hall were opened and they which were within began to come forth and there came before them a crier with a bell and he stood upon the topmost step and rang his bell and cried 
and Ewan heard of his crying the last word only, and they of the tower caught up that word and shouted joyfully, He's banished! Then the eagles shouted, He shall not be banished! And their shouting was the louder, and by some deal the fiercer. And they called to Ewan to help them, and they made way and pushed him forward upon the steps. Then he went slowly up the steps, and he stood and looked upon the crowd, and as he stood he cast about in his mind what he should say, for of the matter in dispute he knew but this word only, that one was in danger to be banished. So from that word he began his speaking, and he said first how that to banish any man was an evil custom, against kindness and against reason both, for if a man had done wrong he should suffer there where he had done the wrong, seeing that it was his country notwithstanding and secondly he said how that in any case a man should suffer by law and not by hatred for he may offend a whole company and yet be no law-breaker nor of evil intent and thirdly he said that to speak against customs is lawful for a custom may be such as was good yesterday but in no wise good to-day nor for ever and to end it is no murder and all this he spoke not angrily but with a sad voice and a slow and from fierce the crowd became gentle and they murmured continually for pleasure as a cat will purr when she is stroked with the hand for they of palador love best to see fighting but after that they love to hear speaking and he that hath power of wind may raise their anger at his own will and lay it again like the waters of the sea so they were stilled and put in peace together as for this time and they left the market-place, and departed each to his own business. But they of the tower forswore not their intent, for they held by their custom, and hated Ewan, but they perceived well that they must abide their time. CHAPTER Thirty Nine: HOW Ewan BEHELD A GAME OF CHILDREN, AND HEARD THEIR SINGING. Now Ewan stood still to see the crowd departing, and of them which came near to him, there were some which greeted him, and some which looked sullenly upon him, and as he saw them he thought upon the fashion of this world, wherein all men are homeless. For though a man dwell where he will, and see good days, yet everywhere he will be at strife with some, and belike with many. Then he thought to go to his own house, and he came there and entered into it, but when he was therein he looked about him doubtfully, for he could not tell if it should still be his own or given to another. So he stayed not there, but went forth again he knew not whither, for his wits wandered otherwhere, but his feet lightly found out the ways of his desire. And the time was the time of sunset, and there went a great thunder over the city, and a sudden rain. And when the rain ceased, there was a light in the air and a marvellous clearness, and it seemed to Ewan, as though that clearness was in his eyes also, and in his mind and in his heart, and he went wandering in joy. So he came to a gate of the city, and marked it not, but passed through it, and beyond the gate he saw suddenly the high steep before him, grey and green, and upon it was a company of children, singing and making merry, for they had run forth after the ceasing of the rain. And there beyond them was the sea, shining like grey steel and the trees were dark against it and the sky was heavy above with bands of purple 
but between the bands the colour of it was pale and cool and like to the colour of green apples then ewan stood still to look upon the sea and the sky and the children came round about him and looked also and as they stood looking there passed a cloud over the shepherdine sands and the cloud was drawn down upon the white water and it was the last cloud of the storm going west before the wind and the passing away of it was like the drawing of a curtain for immediately there was light instead of darkness upon the shepherdine sands and upon all the region that was beyond and in the light there was a land as it were far off but exceeding clear and upon the land was a steep and a city and by seeming it was no strange city for it was built and bullocked after the very fashion of palador notwithstanding it was strange enough for it was small and bright as a city that is painted in a book and the light wherewith it shone was a light of dawn and not of sunset and as ewan looked upon the city it seemed to him that the light was upon his own eyes also and upon his mind and upon his heart and he named the land aloud and called it alador and the children that were beside him heard the word that he spoke and immediately they broke into shouting after the manner of children and ran busily from one to another among themselves and ewan perceived that they would play at a game together and by seeming the game was called the game of alador and at the first he marvelled but afterwards he marvelled no more for he remembered how that it was forbidden to speak that name in all the city and how that the desire of children is ever to do and to say that which is forbidden to them then he went a little aside and stood within the gateway and looked forth to see the playing of that pastime and he saw how the children departed them into two bands which stood a line the one over against the other and their pastime was the singing of a song and they sang it as it were an antiphony verse answering to verse and they kept the time full orderly with their hands and with their feet and the verses of the song were in number six and the words of it were these to alador to alador who goes the pilgrim way who goes with us to alador before the dawn of day oh if we go the pilgrim way tell us tell us true how do they make their pilgrimage that walk the way with you oh you must make your pilgrimage by noonday and by night by seven years of the hard hard road and an hour of starry light oh if we go by the hard hard road tell us tell us true what shall they find in alador that walk the way with you you shall find dreams in alador all that ever were known and you shall dream in alador the dreams that were your own oh then oh then to alador we'll go the pilgrim way to alador to alador before the dawn of day now these were all the verses which the children sang but when they had sung them all they sang the last verse again and yet again and as they sang they turned them about and they went by two and by two along the edge of the green steep after the manner of lovers or of friends which go together on pilgrimage and when ewan saw that his heart burned his eyes for even in the playing of the children he beheld an image of his own life but they went from him quickly 
for they continued still in their singing and their marching and they passed by a tower that was in the wall and ywain saw them no more but he heard their singing far off when they were long gone from him and at the last he knew not in truth whether he heard it or heard it not but only he knew that the sound of it was still abiding with him end of part thirteen